What is up? Happy Friday from the Power Through Podcast with hey. Coach Keith. And Sarge here. Or Syrup Sarge. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, everyone? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here, listening to the things we have to say, our crazy stories. Oh, yeah. Non sequitur, nonsensical, but. It all wraps together in one big happy package. <laughs> <laughs> Where we talk about values, strength, community, and uh, we have a word of the day. Today's word of the day is mm. me. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna intertwine that into our story. Pick up where we left off with Sarge on his journey. His, I mean, it's it's a it's a journey. Of, it's it's more of a life journey, taking yeah. taking place from his uh, you know army days, um, and then into you know uh, until now. And and we're gonna pick up on the story going into around 2018 or so, 2019. And um, me, what, what is what is me? What, what what do you got on me? What what does that even mean? Well, you know, let me just go ahead and look that up right now while we're doing it. Uh, didn't bother to look that up this morning. Yeah, um, and for me, you know, I've what I've noticed, what I've noticed this last year with. Um, Creating a program, um, a separate online program specifically for moms, but I think this is a common, I think this is a common thing for a lot of people. I know, especially pretty common for women, um, and I don't, I don't know if this is something that is something that men do as much as women, but. Um, I discovered, you know, how self-sacrificing uh, so many women are, especially moms, who um, they fall into this like I'm gonna call it fall into this trap, but it's like it's like this they fall into this thing where they are putting everybody first, and they put themselves last. And uh, it's, it's sort of a cultural thing that has been sort of, I think, like ingrained into people's thoughts that you can't be selfish, that you shouldn't take care of yourself, that you need to, you need to, you need to help others before you help yourself. And it's like, yeah, of course it's honorable to be a humanitarian and to care for other humans and help other people out, but it doesn't mean sacrifice your own health and your own fitness and your, and I'm talking your own mental and physical health and fitness. It's not okay to sacrifice that for everybody else because why would you be sacrificing your entire life for everyone else? Like what, then that means like your life is like, you don't you don't value the importance of your own life like your whole reason for being here on this planet in this lifetime was just to make other people's lives better like 
I, I, I mean, I guess that's like very saint, saintish, you know, right, yeah. <laughs> but Marvelous. it's like, yeah. you know, it's like for most of us, we're not living the light of life of being a saint to sacrifice our entire life for everybody else's happiness. Like it feels good to help other people, but um, if we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't, if we don't give ourselves the me time to have good health, have good fitness, keep our sanity, um, not be living life full of stress, but being able to enjoy life, like we need to be able to have that to be able to help others. You know, we we want to be. Um, we, we want to give off good, this good, good vibes. And, and what happens is I hear from a lot of people, they talk about like they sacrifice uh, their health because they need to take care of their kids. They need to take care of their pets. They uh, need to take care of the, what their boss wants. They need to take care of their business. Like there's all these other things that are sucking you dry like they're sucking your energy and pulling you in all these different directions and it's like well i just don't have time to take care of myself that's gonna you're gonna break down you're just gonna eventually you know you won't be able to to handle it you won't be able to help help all those other people if if you're not taking care of yourself and um so what happens too is when you're not taking care of yourself you start getting stressed. You're starting irritable. You start you start actually um, resenting other people because you're 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 taking care of them and you're not taking care of yourself. And so it kind of like it start you start blaming other things when it all comes down to your choice. You're the one in, in control of your life. It's your decision to take care of yourself or not. It's your decision to put everybody else first in front of you, you know? So you need to come to that decision for yourself that you are important as everyone else and you could, you know, put that time into you and that it's okay. I, I think a lot of people are so full of guilt for taking care of themselves first. They feel so guilty that like, oh my God, I spent an hour today exercising or I spent, I spent an hour today getting a massage or going to the spa or something and now I have to feel bad about that because whatever crazy irrational reasons you wanna come up with as to why you don't deserve that are just, they're, they're all these things, all these thoughts and emotions mixed up in, in your mind of, of what's, what's right and what's wrong and what you're worthy to do and not worthy to do. And, and I'm gonna let you take care of it. Taking care of me, you know, it, it's gotta be a priority or yourself, you know. I once had a coach who said, you know, one hour of training or one hour session is only 5% of your day. So if you think about it, it takes about half hour, get ready, get to the facility, have your session for an hour, half hour, 
45 minutes, another half hour to get home, get ready kind of thing. So if you look at it, that's two hours, 10% of your day out of 24. And, you know, we start feeling resentment, you know, and, you know, mothers are a good example of self-sacrificing and, you know, we wouldn't be here without them. But at the same time, you know, it's always good as a husband, a partner, you know, the, the other parent to step in and give them that, that half-time break or that to go do it. So if that, Well, sometimes there's not another parent in the if picture. If there isn't, you know, at that time, you know, you know, you got to find a way to take care of yourself. You know, I always have this thing, if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others, which, which was Coach was talking about. Um, it's like taking care of your car. You got to change the oil. You got to change the tires. You got to do preventative maintenance and checks and services on your body, so you don't spend more time at the doctor's getting your insulin refilled, your blood pressure medication refilled, or depression meds refilled. Uh, it, physical fitness and healthy lifestyle encompass just not your body, but it covers your mind and your emotional wellness as well. Um, and, and, and to come in here and just, it's, 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 a, it's a vent for your stress. It's a vent for you to let go of those bad beliefs and for one hour believing in yourself that you can do it and that you can do it because it's important for you or me to be healthy so that I, I can fulfill my duties as a parent in a efficient and in a positive manner. You know, uh, that's, you know, that's pretty much what I gotta say in a nutshell, you know? And there's nothing wrong with being self-sacrifice. Excuse me. Yeah, because I mean, when, when um, you know, especially if you're someone who is in the military, I mean, you're being completely self-sacrificing. You're sacrificing your life for the freedom of a whole bunch of other people. Uh, but but that doesn't mean you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still, if, if you don't take care of yourself, then you're not going to be worth shit in, in the field, right? Yeah. I mean, so... You know, like, if I went in it to the field at, at 300 plus pounds, 350 some odd pounds as I was, <clears throat> and I went down, it would not take two soldiers out of the game or out of the, the mission. It would take four to six minimum just to carry me out. Because... Okay, then you got at least two more for security. You got eight people carrying someone who doesn't take care of himself, pulling, literally pulling you in the rope, tugging you through that, that can't defend the rest of the group. So it's important if your life is on the line, like at times mine was, and not to be in that mental state, physical state, and emotional state of the mission, it was not only detrimental to myself, but to the many that I led. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. part of the NCO creed is I will remain my tactically proficient. And that means masterful of my job and being part of masterful of your job is to maintain standards of physical fitness that the military has. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do, be, and know your job, your role. I, and I think that's a good thing to carry over for a parent um, because 
uh, uh, you know, it's like, oh, you have kids. And then now it's like, okay, now my life doesn't really mean anything at this point. Now everything's going to revolve around the kids and, you know, making sure that they're doing everything they need to do and make sure they, they get into the, uh, a good school, make sure they get in, they get a good job, make sure they're, you know, it's, it's, everything is now like, how do I make their life the best life possible? And, and then it's like, I don't really matter so much anymore. And, and I don't think, you know, I'm just, I know not everybody thinks that way, but a lot of parents do think that way. It's kind of like, it's kind of, it, it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe this is extreme, but it's almost kind of like my life's over. Now my entire life revolves around taking care of my kids and making sure my kids are this and that. And so that's fine. But let's say if you look at this in the way of what Sarge was just saying, you've got to take care of these kids. They're like your soldiers. They're mm -hmm. like the rest of, you know, the country that you are, you know, fighting for. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're, you're fighting for your, your, your kids. You're fighting to have them be able to have the best life that they can have. But that means you still need to stay tactically fit and, and proficient, right? Mm -hmm. You need to know what your job is and, you, and, and part of that is taking care of yourself. So you can't, you can't just use that as an excuse. I gotta take care of them. I gotta go do this and this and this. Yeah. Well, okay, but did you, did you handle your job as far as like what you need to do for yourself? Yeah, you know, the, the military has a thing called mission essential tasks. You know, and I quoted from the NCO Creed, you know, we remaining tactically proficient. The other part of the NCO Creed, which precedes that is, you know, mission accomplishment and the welfare of your soldiers. You gotta be able to function in the mission. You gotta be able to lead and work at the same time. Also while caring for, in my case, sometimes it was 12 to as many as 30, to as many as 90 soldiers under my command or under my authority. Well, mission accomplishment is my primary goal as well as the welfare of my soldiers or my children. How do I maintain that? I've got to do mission essential tasks. And sometimes that's waking up with God and doing them in the pitch black of dark before the angels wake up. It's, it's, it's a hard sacrifice, but you're maintaining your mission accomplishment status, your duties, so that you can accomplish the ministry and take care of those children by taking care of yourself, getting those, like I said, mission essential tasks. In this phase, for a parent, you know, sometimes it's just physical fitness or just getting out for a 15 minute walk, catching that breath, getting that fresh air, reset, remind yourself and then return and go back into the mission. Sometimes you gotta take a little time out for yourself, get some food and water, in this case, we're talking exercise and nutrition, and it will just it'd be amazing yeah. what you can see. And this, doesn't, and this doesn't just relate to parents. This is the same thing with your boss, with your pets, with whatever you end up putting before yourself. It's you want to take care of them, you better take care of yourself. And everything he's saying, you gotta also apply that to maybe you're not a parent. But there's yeah. other things that keep sucking your attention to and you putting first and, and not, you know, handling yourself. 
So I just want to make sure that's clear that this is not just for parents, mm -hmm. but that is something typically for parents because obviously they're are going to have way more, you know, emotion behind this and a feeling of responsibility to, to um, do everything possible for their kids first. So, um, but still, even if you're not a parent, you you could still be be stuck in that mentality for your uh, for somebody else, and uh, you still want to apply that. Oh yeah. Um, so, I think we beat that horse up. Enough. I mean, that horse found the water and is kind of forced <laughs> to drink right now. Well, I can see. All right. So let's let's uh, where where did we leave off on your story when um, where were we at last? We were at I was a trainee on a knee, watching the 2019 Tahoe Beast Team. Oh yeah. Being on the opposite side of the fence, right? From trainer coach to trainee been a trainer for so long it's different it's, a, it's almost refreshing to be on the other side of the fence uh, admiring those and being a part of something that I really wasn't a part of it, I, I got everybody I helped everybody the whole team working with coach driving Jody's chance all kinds of mystical mental magic that I would use you know and now it was my turn to go in there and drink my medicine mm -hmm. and, and, and taste that bitter, sweet smell of success. Yes, I failed a lot. Yes, I did not use the word aru until I completed my first race. Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, and these people, these people were amazing. I mean, watching them blossom and bloom under the amount of stress we put them under getting them ready for who knows what they were walking into we described it earlier you know sleet snow cold windy altitude lack of oxygen you name it uh it was just simply amazing you know i would have been honored to go combat with any one of those of the whole team they were ready and fighting warriors you know and to see that and to sit there and say yeah i have a fingerprint on there but i did not complete the process I did not go through the race. And I think you, pro I think you probably said it on, probably on the last one, but when um, you know, the team came back from completing the race and um, you know, uh, we were you know, recognizing everybody who did it and passing out some you know, like special wristbands for everyone who did it with us and you know, had everyone wear their their uh their, their b shirts and their medals and took a big you know group pick at the at the gym and um and then how did that all make you feel and that that made a pretty emotional impact on you oh, you did. mentioned and and yeah. what did that fire up and what did that how uh, all it fires up in? was just like okay it's something i want to be a part of you know you know i i joined the military as part of a team you know and as I grew into the military, you know, I realized why I was there. It's not mostly ego and attitude. It was, yeah, it's helping the weak, helping those who would not or could not defend themselves and standing up for them or standing behind them so they can. 
Now to be on the other side and to receive that same support from those same people that, you know, we weren't very nice. We were loving, but we were not very nice with the training. I, I mean, I know we weren't because we drove them beyond, right? Now it was my turn, you know? And that emotional impact was like, okay, all right, Sarge, you got this. You're going to just do it. You're going to shut your mouth. You're going to cry in private. You're going to whimper outside. Peanut allergies are left at the door, <laughs> right? <laughs> My princess card was left at home, you know. And so, your poison oak allergies, too. Oh, you know, poison oak, you know. No poison oak and peanut allergies are allowed in, in this gym. You know, <laughs> I, I would try to make it to the... To a bucket or to the to, to the restroom sometimes, but sometimes old Ralph would just show up, and that was part of the process. You know, getting beyond that state of physical fitness I was in into a better state, and it took a lot of just mental. It was mostly mental. After a while, it became mechanical. Yes, I can do it, but then you know, started going in with Coach Tara on those SGX nights. The active rest was, a, was a, not just a jog or a run, but it was a sprint, you know? But yeah, I had to pick up the pace. I had to get my hips open, my knees and ankles and everything moving again, hiking, running, you know, all these things that I had done before on a regular basis, now having to do again, going through that pain. You know, running is painful. You know, uh, one of our other coaches, Jorge, told me, you know, running's painful, but you'll get through the pain. David Goggins says the same thing. I just heard the leprechaun the other day, <laughs> you know? I went to an SCS training and all oh, the sprinting and the running got me and I was sore for a few days afterwards. Yeah, it's true. But that pain is a reminder of from where you've come because the pain lessens as you keep going. So yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, interesting, unique, not so perplexing situation to be in. Different point of view, mm -hmm, refreshing. Mm -hmm. On a side note, because it's, I'm thinking of it and I need to say it so that I can move on. Another, another thing that falls into peanut allergies in poison oak is asthma. That shit has to be left at the door too. <laughs> I keep my inhaler in my pocket, so, you know, I kind of sneak that sucker in every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> so I did for 35 years of smoking. Right? You know, now it's chew, chug, chug, chew, chew, you know, eat my smoke now. Okay. So now that you're inspired, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to train for this. So what, what, what were you training for? What did you, what, what are you, what are your goals at this point? Um, cause we're in, uh, we're in towards, we're in 2019 towards the end of 2019. End, yeah. What, what are you, what are you, uh, training for now? Sacramento beast. I think that was the first one I did. Okay. It was right after Tahoe. So you did Sacramento beast. Yeah. You know, going into that, thinking, how am I going to eat the elephant in one bite? Was that the first beast? No, uh, super, sorry. Oh. I didn't do any beasts yet. Okay, so Sacramento Super. Sacramento Super. I okay. think that was the first one, yeah, because then we went to San Francisco and San Jose, and then I was supposed to go slow. Okay, so Sacramento Super, which is uh, about eight miles, yeah. and um, uh, about, you know, 25 obstacles or so. 
So, how did that one go? It was, you know, I went in, didn't bother looking at any videos, just like, okay, I practiced my, what I could on the obstacles. And just went in, literally going in blind. Didn't even bother to look at the map, didn't even look at terrain, nothing. We get there, it was full of cattle prints, the dried, hard mud of cattle prints everywhere we went. Yeah, it's the worst terrain ever. You know, twisting, popping, got through it, got, you know, did my burpees, completed it, felt good at the end of the day, cramping up the whole way, scared on the rope climb still, even though I had completed it. This time it was live fire, I froze. I even said, I think I, think I might have even said I, I was afraid, mm -hmm. you know? And I don't think I cramped up on that one in San Jose where I cramped. I think, you know, but uh, yeah, that one was a tough one because, you know, I landed off those monkey bars about half, I think I got like two or three and then I slid right into home plate on the ground. You know, <laughs> jostled that hip, that's all right. Popped a couple ibuprofen, a couple mustard packs, and then we were on the next obstacle. You know, it was uh, slow going the first time through, just didn't know what I was doing. You know, even though I had done something years before, similar, done stuff like this in the military, it was a little different, it was a little more relaxed, not so competitive for me. So I went into that with that attitude. Got through it, not bad, you know, got my, my medal and my shirt, now I can say a route. Mm -hmm. you know, now I can say, yeah, I've done this with the team. Should I quit? Now that I did one, or should I continue? That was the next question. Well, didn't have time to get it answered because the next thing I know, I was at San Francisco uh, Sprint. <laughs> this time I watched the videos and I'm like, you know what? Burpees are okay. Burpees are okay to do. It's a challenge. Yeah, I didn't get the obstacle, but there's another obstacle. I think burpees are probably more difficult than most of the opt obstacles when you have to do 30 at a pop. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I get that, you know? And so, no problem. I used to doing 30 burpees or 20 if we were doing with the team. Sometimes it was five, sometimes it was 12. Just do them. In San Francisco, almost to the top of the rope. <laughs> you were standing there, three feet away, panicked. Slid down with those gloves. At least I didn't come crashing into the mat. <laughs> you know? It was interesting. Uh, that one was fun because then I got to do that race and then shortly thereafter did watch my granddaughter and your daughter Luce go through the kids race. We got our first medals together and shirts together that day. Awesome. That was a pretty, pretty, pretty prideful, proud moment for me. Mm -hmm. So that was... Um, December 2019. Okay. So... Um, so what was your, what what was your goal at that point? Now, what 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 were you doing? What, oh, where's your training at? Oh where, my training. Where's your physical fitness at? Where's your head at? What's going on? My head is trifecta, beast, slow. March so 15th. Trifecta means to get a super, a sprint, a super, and a beast Spartan race completed within within the calendar year. Or the, the Spartan calendar year, however they did that. 
So I was in line to complete two trifectas. Um, the next race was coming up. Well, going back on the training, you know, I'm hiking every weekend over the Stanford Dish and Levin, doing stairs at, off the sidewalk at Levi Stadium, running more, walking more, riding a bike, swimming, lifting, SGX training, practicing the obstacles, going to the parks on the kids' play structures and just practicing there. I found a skate park where I could climb up the side of a pool and hold myself up on the fingertips and mimic the slip wall. Doing things that I wasn't normally doing. Focused on Sacramento. But the ultimate goal was to get through the beast and slow. Sacramento signed up for a sprint and a super. Or San Jose, sorry. So did, the, did the sprint, did the super on a Saturday, came back on a Sunday with my granddaughter again and your daughter, we did our sprint. They did their kids race. Second medal, second shirt. Proud pop-up moment. So it was a good, it was a good experience, and that one was a lot better because I was like, all right. The obstacles, I froze on a couple, no problem. Got back down, continued on. Did the burpees and continued on. Watched a few videos, watching the elites. <laughs> they did the burpees when they missed an obstacle. So, all right, no big deal. No shame in that game. Continued on, feeling really good, strong. I mean, this grit strength was just coming out of me. Like I was telling you, you helped me find my strength. You know, and that grit strength, you know, the way you were pushing, Coach Tara, even her sidekick LT, you know. <laughs> but uh, we had, we had, there was such a camaraderie of just warriors and combatants after the same goal, completion. And to be in that atmosphere, in that environment, that training, it was no longer working out, it was sessions in training, and it was therapeutic. It was a breaking down and building up of myself. And not just physically, I'm talking emotionally and mentally, just opening and closing my eyes at the same time and seeing my end result, the goal. Going with the teams on Saturday, hiking, then going again by myself on Sunday or vice versa in the evenings. Didn't matter. I was just training, sleeping, eating, working, training. That was it. You know. And it was it was a set routine. It was, I just couldn't break it. And what was the next? What was the next on your list? What were you? Next on my list was slow beast. It was an anniversary date. The day I got injured, 15 year. I just put it in to overdrive. Hanging upside down on the rig, popping myself up in different positions so that I can just sit there and get over the fear. Working the obstacles different angles, finding new techniques or old techniques that worked and just mastering them. Keeping the movements simple was such a complex task. Not to overthink the movement, not to overthink the obstacle, but just looking at it as an inanimate object that cannot attack or defend itself. Right? So it can't attack me, can't defend itself. It's, what am I going to do? It's like when you're underneath the barbell and you're about ready to hit that max rep, you know? 
it's you against an inanimate object of weight, gravity, force, and fear. Work through that fear. It was so empowering. You know, and I had to go back to high tea and just, you know, you calling me out is one of the best things, you know. And I think I told you this morning the three basic truths, and don't you ever forget those, because I believe them about myself. It was working through that. It was that simple process, but I overthought it, fumbling in the dark. You know? but like I said, once my eyes were open yet closed, I could see perfectly. I knew I was going to complete that beast, and I was going to go for my second trifecta. Okay. So this uh, slow... Uh, beast, which is uh, San Luis Obispo, um, Spartan Beast, was set to happen in March of 2020. So we're going through all this training, everyone's hyped up, 2020 was a year where the beginning of, the end of 2019, everybody, uh, well, a, a lot of the team uh, of OC, um, Team course was fired up about like setting some really big goals for 2020. A lot of people were going for a single trifecta for the first time. Some wanted to go for a double trifecta, some a triple trifecta. Me personally, I think I was going for a quadruple trifecta, maybe even a 5X tri trifecta. Mm -hmm. um, we were all fired up to like just go big in 2020, you know? And uh, like Sarge likes to talk about Things were moving really fast going into 2020. Lightning fast. I mean, I'm slow and I got speed slower than stop. But I mean, everything, the electric vibe, I mean, I just can't, it was just like, ah, it was, you just fed off of it. It just like nourished you, that speed, that electricity, the vibe. Ah, it was just vigorous. Just thinking about it, I want to just go climb a rope. And Sarge, he, he had an intuition about something was about to happen because he, he felt like things were going so fast that uh, it's gonna stop. something was going to stop because um, in the world, things were just going so fast. And so the pandemic hit and uh we were still we were still planning on going to slow we were training up until days before they canceled yeah and they we were thinking we'd still be able to do slow because it still hadn't been announced if it was canceled yet or not and um we were ready to go. We were still ready to go until the Lock, week, strap, the weekend before we were still ready to go. Um, and, uh, you know, this pandemic hit and it, it shut everyone down. And so on March 16th, the, the, you know, the gym was forced to shut down and stay at home orders were mandated. And uh, we went into uh, virtual training uh, that day decided okay well we gotta we gotta pivot to virtual training and starting on uh, you know March March 17th we went into our first virtual training and um, 
committed to everyone and promised to everyone that even though we can't be in the gym, we're still gonna be here every morning doing these virtual workouts and you can do them with us from home because we had built up so much, you know, strength with everybody and momentum. momentum and good fitness, good health habits. And now everyone is throwing this giant curveball, forced to go home. And there's a lot of emotions with this. There's a lot of depression. There's mm-hmm. a lot of uncertainty, a lot of confusion. And when all that happens, and you know, that's, that's where leaders need to step up and uh, be able to take control over a situation to go like, shit's crazy right now, but here's what we're gonna do. And this is what we're gonna do. So follow us and stay strong, stay healthy, stay fit, and don't use this shit as an excuse because you'll fall right into the trap of making this pandemic an excuse because because of everything going on and you decide to just stop taking care of yourself because shit is crazy and sad and not fair and all this stuff. So it doesn't mean sacrifice your sanity and your health, you know, it means, okay, now you're gonna have to be self-motivated. Now you're going to have to do some shit from your house. You might have to rearrange your room. Oh, I don't have the room to work out at home. Then move your shit to another room. (laughs) You've got to take some massive action here. You know, this is not just, oh, well, I don't want to ruin the feng shui of my room. (laughs) You don't have that luxury anymore. You know, so move everything around out of the way. Your, your, one of your rooms now has to be your gym. It has to be a spot for you to be able to take care of yourself for your fitness. Exercise is something you have to do if you want to be healthy. What does your doctor say when you go see your doctor? How many days a week are you exercising? (laughs) Oh, well, like three or four, he's going to say, you need to be exercising at least five days a week. You, you, you need to be exercising. So I don't care if the person downstairs is bitching about you making too much noise, jumping around doing your exercise. Oh, I'm sorry for taking care of myself. I'm sorry for exercising. I'm sorry for existing in this world. You know, it's like, it's like, shut up, go do your own workout right now. You should use this as motivation. We should all be making some noise. So get off your ass and go start working out. (laughs) You know what? Take your time, preacher. Get in this kitchen real hot. I'm starting to get the sweats. I want to go lift again. I'm tracking tracking with you a hundred percent. You know, I mean, the first day of the pandemic, was the first day I didn't come to the gym during It was, I'm going to call that first couple of months the great silence of 2020. I mean, walking over the overpasses of 237 at 8.30 in the morning and not a single car passes. Walking down by Levi Stadium or downtown San Jose, because I did. It was the most 
eerie, apocalyptic feeling. But I still had a goal. Mm -hmm. 15 days into the pandemic, one year later, still had a goal during that time. I'm still training for the trifecta. Working in my backyard garage, you know, got tired of my, my wife and granddaughter making fun of me doing burpees and stuff. So I, when it would rain, I would go inside to the bathroom and, and do them there, or in the bedroom, or in the garage. Did my, if you will, I had my prayer closet and did it privately, and just continued on. You know, life continued. I was adverse adverse to the OC virtual. I'm like, ah, I'm not a camp person. Ah, that's not for me. It took me a couple of months to actually do them with you. Sure, I would come when I could, when I had to come into the area and lift and help you set up, but that was about it. Other than that, everything was in my backyard. I was doing a lot of body weight exercises. We had a couple of challenges during the summer, you know, and I broke 2,100 on push-ups, sit-ups, and I can't remember the other one. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, exercising, just doing these to me, those seemed like 2,100 reps in a week was just exorbitant. I remember texting you during that time, you know, come on, we were partners on it. Mm -hmm. It was us against the, the OC virtual. <laughs> so, you know, going through those little challenges, going through and seeing people on occasion through like the virtual and social distancing Fourth of July run. Yeah. And I, I think the takeaway on this too is like, um, you got to take action and you, you can't wait around for somebody to tell you what to do. Um, yes, you, it's, it's, you want to have a coach, you know, to help motivate you and, and, and give you some direction and everything. But what I'm talking about is when the pandemic hit, it was kind of like, oh, well, we'll probably only have to shut down for a few weeks you know, maybe a couple of weeks. And so I think everybody was just left in this state of confusion and limbo of like, okay, well, this is only gonna last a little while. So I could kind of just slack off for right now. And, you know, we'll take over when the gym reopens. And, and then, you know, right weeks up. go by, months go by. And then next thing you know, it's been three or four months and you haven't exercised or really taken care of yourself because you thought that it was only gonna be however long and and <clears throat> i was optimistic to think it, it would only be a few weeks to a month or so but i didn't stop i didn't go okay well i'm gonna wait for the government to tell me when i could uh, actually take care of myself again or when i could do this or when i could do that no it's like you gotta take action and you can't wait around for somebody else to say it's okay to do this now or to inconvenience your your daily habit and make you you have to be able to make that adjustment to go yeah shit is completely bonkers it's <laughs> it's it's not normal it's not a, it's not part of your regimen so it's like okay we have to we have to make a switch you have to be able to uh, just go click okay how do i adjust to this right now <laughs> like monday mornings with you yeah, it's, it's, that's what it is. It's just like, okay, boom, make the adjustment. You have to just, you, 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 you can't get stuck in certain, in certain old ways or old, old habits that aren't making you grow. So, so make the switch, 
you know, adjust. You can still be hopeful that you could go back to this other way, but you have to make that switch and not wait. Don't wait around for something to happen, you know, get back to how it used to be. Make the switch, because shit's not gonna be the same again, it, you know? You just, you have to, you have to, um, you have to accept that. Things are not the same. They're not going to be the same again. I'm gonna make this switch. I'm gonna do this. And when shit changes again, I'm going to then change again and go, okay, here's how it is now. Here's the rules now. Here's my freedom I have now. Here's, you know, here's, it's, it's looking at obstacles. You yeah. know, what are, what are my freedoms? What are my obstacles? What is my objective? It's a game. And so when you're in a game, you have to make these adjustments quickly. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you put in, when you're training for something and a crisis hits, the first thing you lose is all the training, what you remember. That goes out the door. So as an instructor and an NCO and a coach, you're not sure what to do. Do something. Mm -hmm. Anything. Whether it's, I mean, seriously, like this morning, I was unsure. You setting up a little differently. Uh, okay, you want a, like an L-shaped ambush? So you want dumbbells over here and dumbbells over here and a bench there and a bench there and we'll put a big tire over here. Well, I didn't understand the, the mastery of your opus that you were putting together this morning. But I did something. I started moving weights into an L formation, right? I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, just kind of organized light weights, heavy weights, and put the benches kind of randomly near them. <laughs> you know, this is Friday. Monday was a whole nother story. The dynamics changed again, you know. But adaptability, adjustability, accountability, pliability, ability. Is what I'm getting to. You mm -hmm. have the ability, mm -hmm. even reliability, ability. That ability lies within you. It takes you. You have matches and lighters in your hands. All you got to do is light them so you can light the fire. Sometimes you have to find that switch that's just going to do it. Maybe it's a song. Maybe it's a certain reward after you do certain things, or maybe. Simply how you feel when you're done. The, the act of completion of a mission and those essential training guidelines that you follow along for the mission essential tasks is unbelievable. That endorphin rush, that feeling of empowerment, yes, we completed this. The circle is complete. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing feeling. I think that's a good way to end it off. Uh -huh. We went over a lot today. Ooh, I'm still masticating and chewing gum on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully, uh, you got some good takeaways today. Um, wherever you're listening to this, if you could comment on that or comment on uh, if you saw this on, you know, on Facebook or Instagram posting about this podcast because... Um, love to hear your uh, takeaways from today because there's a, a lot of a lot of them. Uh, so I send send them out. All right, you ready? Everybody, you have a wonderful day. 
get your, get your, get your work done, get your training in. Grow! Attention! Pull out! See you guys! See ya!